Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Lymphoma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Francesc Bosch from Valde Hebron Barcelona Hospital Campus in Spain. Good morning. Uh, during the last uh, decade, uh, we have uh, a lot of new target therapies for CRL. And among them, the most widely used are the Bruton tyrosine kinase inhibitors, the BTK inhibitors. They are most widely used, and uh, particularly the first in class uh, ibrutinib that was the first going in clinical trials. Actually, the first trial started in 2010, so we are talking about 12 years using ibrutinib in, in CLL. So um, the, these drugs are, uh, are very, very active in, in all the settings, in high-risk, low-risk CLL, and the safety profile is, I would say, um, more benign than the one we are observing with chemimmunotherapy. Actually, all the trials that compare uh, ibrutinib with chemimmunotherapy uh, ibrutinib results in a better efficacy and lower toxicity. So ibrutinib has been compared against Corambucil, um, against Bendamastin, uh, against FCR. So in all these trials, ibrutinib proved to be uh, more active, including patients in considered low risk, like mutated IGHB patients. So... Um, as uh, we have a, a new uh, BTK inhibitors, the so-called second-generation inhibitors have a calabrutinib and zanobrutinib. Those are uh, equally active. They, they have been tested against uh, against cyberutinib in the Elevate RR trial, Elevate Relapse Refractory CLL. Uh, calabrutinib has been tested against ibrutinib. Uh, the goal of the trial was to to check for the progression fee survival, and if you look at the curves, they are almost overlapping. So the progression fee survival of calabrutinib and ibrutinib are almost the same. And zanobrutinib uh, has also been tested against uh, ibrutinib in the Alpine trial, in also in relapsed refractory patients. And uh, it seems uh, the preliminary data with a short follow up. It seems that perhaps xanobrutinib uh, is a little bit more active, has a, a longer progression for survival than than ibrutinib. So we uh, knew that this, I think, uh, is coming up. Um, I hope in the following Ash meeting we will see an update of this of these results. So the difference between this uh, first generation ibrutinib and second generation acala or xanobrutinib is the safety profile. Uh, it appears that uh, some of the toxicities that are uh, more prominent in, in ibrutinib are not appearing in acala or zanobrutinib, particularly the cardiotoxicity, cardiovascular toxicity. The atrial fibrillation in ibrutinib is around 15% all grades, and it is, I would say, 6% lower in acala and zanobrutinib. Also, the hypertension is higher in, in ibrutinib compared to acalabrutinib and zanobrutinib. 
the, the major bleeding is quite similar. And infections, infections are, uh, it seems that infections are a bit higher in the xanobrutinib because we are, uh, at least in the preliminary reports, it seems that xanobrutinib is inducing a higher percentage of neutropenia. So you, we have similar efficacy, we have a different uh, profile of toxicity for this, these drugs. So how to choose between them? First, we have, desire, we have the good news is that we have three uh, very active drugs. Ibrutinib is uh, maybe the, the one that we have uh, a longer uh, experience. We have a longer uh, follow-up with a clear benefit over chemoimmunotherapy. It has been used in more than 3,100 patients. Uh, so it's it's uh, probably the most uh, well-known uh, drug in in this in this setting. Those modifications are possible. Uh, we can use a second-generation uh, BTK inhibitor as a backup. Acalabrutinib uh, it appears uh, as efficacy and the efficacy is similar to to abrutinib. The safety profile probably is better. The Proton pump inhibitors cannot be used at the same time than calabutinib. There is a strong interaction. Uh, it, it's inducing less atrial fibrillation for sure, less than maybe a 6% less uh, atrial fibrillation, but the experience is shorter. So the follow-up with this drug is shorter. And the same with uh, zanobrutinib. Zanobrutinib is the last one appearing. It's not yet approved by, by FDA. It, uh, it probably is going to be approved uh, um, soon because of the Alpine data, and uh, it's uh, the safety profile is similar to to calabrutinib, but perhaps it's more active than than ibrutinib. We have to see the the mature data for this for these trials. So how how do I choose? Um, I think we have to individualize the patients, consider the long term efficacy and uh, consider the additional comorbidities of the patients. In case of uh, cardiotoxicity, probably I would choose second-generation PTK inhibitors. If there is risk for infections, perhaps sanobrutinib is not, is not a good choice. So we ha I think we have to take uh, individual decisions for the patients, given that the efficacy probably is the same in, uh, among these three PTK inhibitors. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lymphoma Hub podcast. We would also like to thank our supporters, Bristol Myers Squibb, Genentech, Insight, Pharmacyclics, Roche, Novartis, AstraZeneca, and Beijing. Lymphoma Hub podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.